Welcome to Section 9, where we talk about IT and information security. I'm Damian Hall. And I'm Dorothy. And today we're going to be talking about how to manage an enterprise environment. And the reason why we're doing this is because on the last episode, you were discussing some of the job interviews that you had. And during one of them, you kind of said something that you would like to clarify, correct? Yeah. So in one of my interviews, the person I was talking to wanted to know if I could manage things in an enterprise environment. And I think I called that an enterprise process. And in my own sort of roundabout way, I kind of said, I don't have experience with enterprise process or managing things in an enterprise environment. So why don't you define a small environment and then versus an enterprise environment and then get into, because, you know, one of the things that we're doing in Section 9 is trying to gain some enterprise skills. And that's how we've been treating the process that we created And, you know, one of the things that we really wanted to do was to say, let's do it in an enterprise way, even though there is two laptops. So small versus enterprise, and then define the process that we have at Section 9 for deploying. We have a new user, he needs a laptop. How would we do this? Yeah. And so small, like you said, we have two laptops. That's small, right? Tiny. Enterprise, I would say, is large, but we have to define large. So in our case, we're going to use a thousand laptops as our example for large enterprise. And I'm using a thousand because it's hard for somebody to come back to us and say, yeah, I can manually manage a thousand laptops. That's doable. No, it's not. Because one, you don't know where those those laptops are located. And even if they're in the same building, you have to walk around to all of them and do application settings, updates that it's just not possible to do it on a thousand laptops. So your enterprise process has to be able to manage all of that. So here at section nine, we have Microsoft 365 with Azure AD and Intune. Azure AD does our authentication. Intune will push out Windows 10 settings and some applications. And then we have Automox. This is our patch management solution of choice. And this will also do uh, third-party applications. We can use it to deploy. Deploys them. Mm -hmm. Correct. We can deploy applications with Automox. Now, let's talk about a new employee. They need a new laptop. It's Windows 10. So we order one from Dell. We go through the Windows 10 setup process. We join it to Azure AD move it to the correct group in Intune, wait for Intune to push out settings and applications, uh, Windows 10 settings, Office, Automox agent, and then we check that it shows up in Automox, hand it off to the end user, uh, and then we can either wait for the policy, the required software policies we have within Automox to deploy applications on a schedule, or we can manually push those if they need them immediately. And once we've done that, we can now manage those applications whether they're third-party, Windows, uh, through Automox or Intune, and then we can also manage updates through Automox. So that's how we would set up a new user. Now, when we talk about the 1,000 laptops, we can use these same tools and process to manage all of that because, again, we can push Windows 10 settings from Intune, we can deploy applications with Intune or Automox, and we can apply patches from Automox. And so all of that can be applied to a 1,000 laptops. So while we may only have two for us, we have a process for setting up new users. We have a process for managing a thousand laptops or more than a thousand, because all we have to do is go to the proper tool, create the policy and be able to push out those applications. So I'll give you an example of uh, some software that you and I are going to have to have at some point. I'm trying to learn Python. This was one of the things that I learned uh, from my job interviews is that Python is something people want you to have experience with. I don't think I need to be an expert, but we're going to learn how to use Python. One of the things we need to have in order to do that is something called Visual Studio Code. 
And this is an application that allows you to write your Python code. Both of us need to have that, and we need to keep it up to date. So what I did is I created a required software policy in Automox that pushes out that application. I had to do some tweaking of the installation process because I tested it out on my laptop, and initially it didn't work, but managed to fix that, got that deployed to mine, and then I had a schedule set up to deploy that to your laptop. And while I made some mistakes originally, managed to correct that, and then your laptop actually has that. I know it has that because I checked the logs in Automox, and I can see that that was installed. So if we look at this in that large enterprise environment with 1,000 laptops, if all 1,000 laptops need to have you know, Visual Studio Code installed, I can do that with the same policy. I can just it, would, it would have like a group policy that they're all in the same group and they all need the same app and then it will just deploy it to all, correct? Correct. And so when you think about the way in which we're doing this, that's an enterprise environment right there, right? And so when you think about your enterprise environment, the difference here is small versus large. And a lot of organizations that I used to work for are smallish but they think in terms of tiny, like I'm going to manually install applications, I'm going to manually do updates, I'm going to manually do whatever. And that doesn't work. It's just too time consuming, too error prone to be able to make that feasible. So if we summarize here, um, we have management tools, we have a process, and this helps us manage our laptops. Now, that process that we have for two laptops can be applied to thousands of laptops and here's where it gets interesting. It reduces mistakes, ensures consistency, and improves security. Because I know what your laptop has. I know what's supposed to be on there because it's in Automox and Intune. And then when it comes to security, I can patch your Windows 10 system on a schedule. I can patch third-party applications when necessary. And I know those third-party patches are going to get applied to all the laptops, right? So if we have 1,000 laptops or more that policy can be applied to all of them. So let's say, for example, we need to patch Wireshark because we use Wireshark. I can patch it on all 1,000 in one go, right? Right. So in, in even small environments where maybe you have 50 laptops or 60 laptops or 100 laptops, this process reduces the chance that you're going to make a mistake. It improves that ability to deploy apps and settings and, and patches across all of those devices. And you don't really have to think about it because I go to Automox, I look at what we have in there, I go, oh, this laptop needs these things, it's in this group, push the policies, right? And then instantaneously it gets the necessary applications. Or I do it by a schedule. And I don't have to think about what it needs because it's right there. So, you know, this is something that I think, again, people are not taking into consideration. They're not thinking about these things because I've been in those situations where, in fact, one example I'll give here is, uh, migrating from old Office to Microsoft 365. And then you need the Office 365 apps to be installed. Well, in this particular situation, I think there were, you know, there was over 100 users. And we needed to have Office installed in all of their systems. And not only were there over 100 users, but there's like two or three locations. And some of them are far away. You know, you have to fly to get to those places. So you can't walk around to do this. But the person who was in charge of, of the process for, for installing 365 didn't think about that. They thought we were going to just walk to all the machines, get it all done, and, and that's how you were going to install 365. Well, the IT manager didn't want to do that. He wanted to have a process like we have one. 
and he wanted to have 365 automatically deployed all at once to all the systems. Or maybe you do it as a group, right? So maybe you do a small batch, test it, see if it works, and then you deploy to everybody else, right? And they were kind of sort of doing that in the beginning, but it was a manual process because nobody was thinking about what tools do we have to have, what process do we need, how do we test it, how do we make sure it's functional, and then how do I send this out to everybody, right? And that's something that I think more people need to begin thinking about. Even if you're in a small environment, think about how you're going to do that for a thousand, because that's your enterprise environment. If you can do it for a thousand, you can do it for ten thousand. And that will save you the trouble when you expand, you know, if, if you're thinking that your network is going to have to expand. Exactly. And you keep talking about putting out fires every so often, right? Well, and that's one of the things that I noticed that, you know, when you have a process, it's a lot easier. I, I know a lot of people are resistant because they're like, we don't have time. You know, we're, we're in this life environment. There's lots of users. We're just putting out fires here and there. But... If you take the time, the painful time, and you know it's painful and tedious and time-consuming, and I agree, I think down the road is going to save you time to where you'll be able to manage it a lot easier, have a lot less fires to put out, and it will be a lot better. Yeah, and, and for the same organization that was having issues deploying 365, I also had an experience where a user called in and said, hey, my, my workstation's not functioning properly. And so I went to, to go look at that. And I found out that other people in IT had looked at that and couldn't figure it out. So one person suggested I just pull that out, reinstall everything, and start over. Well, there's a process for that. What is that process? I don't know. It's not been documented. Yeah, what kind of apps does this person need? And, and you know, how is their laptop supposed to be configured for that particular, you know, person, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so this case, it was a workstation, not a laptop. But the same thing applies. What applications do they have to have? What settings need to be there? How do I back it up? What's the process for this? So here at Section 9, having our process the way we do, I could have wiped the system, joined it to Azure AD, and all, uh, and most of the stuff's done because Office gets installed, Automox gets installed, and then if I need to, I can schedule the apps to be deployed or I can just push them and have them installed. And then all I have to do is make sure that the user's data is now reapplied to that particular system and I'm done. But in this case, I had no idea what apps she needed. I had no idea what settings she needed because none of that was documented. And so it became this thing of, hey, does anybody know how to do this? No. Okay, well, now what do I do? How do I figure this out? So again, like you said, taking the time to create a process, learning your tools, creating a, a, a configuration for deploying apps, deploying settings, so much easier because as we learn more about Intune and Windows 10 settings, we have a way to push those out to both of our laptops and more systems if we have them. And and so when one of our systems dies, because eventually that's probably something that's going to happen, it won't be a big deal because we'll reinstall Windows, join it to Azure AD, and, and 80 to 90% of what we need is going to be done. So lessons learned about the interview and what you found out. And, you know, like for me, one of the things that I learned after we got done talking was, you know, I'm still thinking that I'm a super newbie, like when I started, you know, learning ID, IT and and I can't do a lot. And the experience that you had not realizing that, yes, you are managing an enterprise environment in the things that we're doing, um, 
is teaching me to realize that I need to take an inventory of the skills that I have today before I apply for a job, before I have this interview where if somebody were to ask me, can you manage an enterprise environment? I can actually say some of the things that I have done here at Section 9 and represent myself in a way that, you know, with the skills that I have and not shortchange myself. So what are your thoughts now? What would you have said to this guy in hindsight now, of course, when he asked you, can you do this? I would use this exact example. I would say here at Section 9, or you know, what we have in our environment is a process that can manage thousands of laptops and explain what I mean by that. Because that's, I think, what he was looking for. He wasn't looking for specifics. I think he was looking for somebody who understood... An enterprise environment and what it would take to manage it. Exactly. And in that enterprise environment, you have to think of it this way. Tiny is two laptops. Enterprise is large or a thousand plus laptops. How would you manage those thousand plus laptops? How would you manage those 50 servers? How would you manage large environments? And that's what they were looking for. Not a, not necessarily a specific thing. He may have had something specific in mind, but the the idea here is if I had said something more along these lines of here's how I would do an enterprise setup for managing laptops, I think that would have been better than saying, no, I don't have experience with that, right? Because that was terrible. That's the wrong thing to say. Something is better than nothing at all. And Realizing that we do have an enterprise environment uh, or an enterprise process for managing our laptops is way better than nothing at all. And the thing that's kind of interesting about the process is that we may have come about that process by accident. And the idea was we wanted to have more free time to do our projects and less time managing our IT. And, And this process has allowed us to do that. It's still a little clunky, mostly because I don't understand some of the tools and things like PowerShell and Bash and And, programming. And we haven't really automated everything that could be automated because we don't know what we can automate and how to do so yet. Yeah, but even so, even so, even, even if it's clunky at times, it's way better than something manual, right? And, and that's huge. And, and like you said, it's, it's an eye opener to sit here and talk about these things and think about them because then you realize, wow, we really are trying to, manage an enterprise environment, or we have an enterprise process, because if we had a thousand laptops, we could manage those. We have a process for that. So that's something that you need to think about when you are going to these interviews or thinking about skill sets that you need to have uh, for those larger environments. Don't think small, think a thousand or more, right? And that's going to help you begin to think about what you need in order to manage those larger environments. But I think that's it for now. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us an email at support at section9.us. If you want to take a look at our show notes, they're on the website. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.